Welcome back, my friends, to the Swiss Power, IT leaders share the insight with all leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas, and as every week, I have my two co-hosts, Howard Holden and Paul Lewis. Hello, guys. Hey there. Hello, hello. Hey, I just noticed something. Uh, you clicked to record, we're in Zoom, you clicked to record, and then there was a brief, like, few millisecond delay between um, the video and your voice. Really? Interesting. So the processing for record added us added a slight but noticeable delay. Be interesting to see if that if that carries through to the uh, to the playback. I will see. We will blame Paul. He was the one that was having technical problems today. That's a great example of something I don't want to understand. <laughs> so did you guys see Thor this weekend? Thor came out. Did you guys see Thor this weekend? I did not. Yes. Nope. Yesterday. No night. spoilers. Spoiler alert. Disappointing, disappointing. So, um, so we've taken to watching movies a little bit differently than we had before, uh, which I think is 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 the best way to watch a movie. But it requires either deep pockets or a group, um, and we used the group method. But basically, we were doing a whiskey tasting a month and a half ago, right before, right like three weeks before Top Gun came out, or two weeks, and there were three of us that that were. Um, Three sheets into the wind would be an understatement. We were pretty drunk. Mm. And I said, hey, who wants to go see Top Gun? And everybody's like, oh, I want to go see Top Gun. I said, great, why don't we just rent a private theater? Nice. Like the three of us can throw in on it. it you know, how much could it possibly be per person? <laughs> it was 200 yeah. bucks a person. Um, 200? That's not bad. And then we'll just, in, we'll just invite other people. No, 200 bucks a person. Oh, a so person. Oh, it's 600 bucks nice. to rent the theater. So we rented the theater and then we invited a bunch of people and, and, and uh, just kind of sucked it up and, and had, a, had a great time. It was a phenomenally good time. For 200 bucks, I would absolutely spend 200 bucks the same way again. It was a ton of fun because it was all people you knew. It was right. no more people in the theater than you wanted. So there was guaranteed, like, like if a family came, there was guaranteed a seat to the right and a seat to the left. And because right. they're the big recliners, there's, there's plenty of space in front and behind, right? right? So you don't feel like you're being breathed on. But at the same time, you're there with people that you at least know plus one, right? It's like one degree of Kevin Bacon, not six. Um, Were you limited in time options? Like you couldn't do a Friday night at 8 p.m.? Uh, um, I don't. I, I don't know. We don't do Friday night at 8 p.m. So I, we didn't I try that. But, but it was basically we had the whole weekend. To book. I see. And the earlier you book, the more options are available. And the earlier in the day you book, the cheaper the showing. Interesting. Right. So it gets more expensive the later in the day it gets because I guess that's more desirable. So when it came time for Thor, I basically did the same thing. Uh, except I did the first showing of the day and it was... Um, well, they told me it was a 20 person theater, but it was a 43 person theater for, yeah. I don't know, 300 bucks. Nice. Right. Which is, which, which at a 20 person was like 15 bucks a ticket, 15 bucks a ticket to be in a private theater. Yeah. I'll do that all day long. Right. And I, so I had 20 people in the theater, we had plenty of extra seats. Um, and like, it's a great experience, right? You just kind of walk up and go, yeah, I'm, I'm with the Howard party. And they go, yeah, yeah you're in theater one. <laughs> like you feel you feel like a million bucks when you do it um if you've That's got cool. the if you can get a few few people together amc does it it's it's you do it right through the app just like you're buying a ticket it's fantastic highly recommend it oh all right so, so then, whole, i started a discord server last night we got a whole list of movies we're lining up to see it's, it's gonna be fun we're gonna see the new uh bullet train movie with brad pitt 
Well, I'm when heading coming out. 22nd, I thought. Like it's coming up. I'm heading to Des Moines uh, next weekend. And I'm heading to Des Moines via Denver. So if we could get a movie between two o'clock and four o'clock. <laughs> Do you have a two hour layover in Denver? Yeah. yeah. No direct flights to Des Moines, huh? <laughs> there is no direct flights to Des Moines. No. Why are you going to Des Moines? Did you lose a bet? Did... There's, a, there's a client's event, the High V 300. IndyCar. Ah, okay. All right. That'd be worth it. Where's, wait, where, where's my ticket? It's just me. I, I'm the only one with the ticket. What? I could, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do some research. Yeah, do some research. <laughs> Speaking of research, did you, uh, did you do research on making me a client? Uh, yeah, we just have to co contact. Can I get the two people to talk to each other? The CIO and, and my rep? Sure. <laughs> this is recording. So. I know, I know, but I'm trying to see how much Carlos will let us drift before he interrupts. Like, this has got to be the hardest thing for him to connect. Well, no, I'm, for a while. I'm, I'm trying to see if I get or I understand where we're going because sometimes there's something that I need to understand, but sometimes I don't have to understand this. I'm trying to figure that out. So isn't that something interesting for leaders? Sometimes... Something's not meant to get understood. So this one, I think, is the most interesting topic we've had in a long time. Like, I, I think we make our topics interesting, but I think this one's kind of interesting on its face, mostly because Paul and I tend to agree on all of this stuff. We, you mm -hmm. know, we, we may come about a slightly from a slightly different direction, but this is in this is one area where we we don't we, we don't operate the same by a long margin. Right. Very much. So, 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 give us the explanation here, Paul. What is the so? So, I was thinking this week as I was contemplating themes, topics for our podcast, and, and one that came up was based on sort of knowledge base. And you know, as we all lead technologists, the in general technologists endeavor to know everything about the topic to which they're supposed to be an expert. Right? Everybody wants to have the level five, level six, deep, rich content of the, the Microsoft or Google or Amazon or, or any database or any infrastructure environment. That's what they want to do. They want to, they want to be highly certified. They want to know everything about the topic. And I wondered aloud, is that true for executives, CIOs and CTOs? Is it to understand everything? Is it to understand anything? Or are there things that you don't need to understand? Are there things that you should be able to rely on your team? And I have a pretty specific perspective. I don't believe the CIO and the CTOs are at the top of the knowledge pyramid. I don't believe that the CIO CTO is the sum of the entire team's knowledge and that you have to have the breadth and depth of everybody on your team and that you should be able to speak the same language and the same content of everybody on your team. Especially if the CIO or CTO is also expected to have knowledge beyond the team. So not just the triangle, but the square, right? Everything that has to fit into that bucket of potential knowledge 
do you have to have a deep sense and understanding of all those things? I actually believe, as the CIO CTO, to have a decent understanding of what makes the triangle or the engine run and be able to participate in trying new things to make the engine work or run differently or grow and be used differently, but certainly not have deep knowledge on any one of those particular topics unless it's of personal interest. You just happen to want to do it. It's hobby land. That's my thought. Howard, do you share that? Both, uh, no, both no. Uh, 100% and explicitly? No, not, not um, <laughs> I, so I would say kind of, but, but, but I think there's a nuanced difference. I think there's a difference between understanding and knowledge. Okay. Right? Um, and I think, and I think that they're, they're commonly used as synonyms, but in this case, I want to define them distinctly. Okay. When understanding is knowing something's purpose, Right? Knowledge is the ability to execute that purpose. Hmm. Right? So I don't need to know how to program every Cisco switch in my network. Right. Right. But I need to have a firm understanding of why that particular thing is useful in that particular place at that particular time. Right? Like I don't need to know how to execute ZTNA, zero trust network access. Mm -hmm. Right. But I probably need to know, have a deep understanding of why zero trust is so damned important and why ZTNA is the tip of the spear in the execution of, of zero trust. Uh, I'm not saying that's a factual statement. I'm just throwing something out there. Um, and, and I find that, that I think there's a lot of people that miss that. I think there's a lot of people that miss having a key understanding of the topic that to which you are supposed to make an informed decision. But how deep is this well? How top is this mountain? Yeah. How do you know when you're done? You're never done. That's what I don't get. You're never done. You're never done. You're never done. So, no. it, so, so in, by your definition, you must have nth knowledge of zero trust network. Um, no, no, but, but, but it's also not a destination. It's a journey. Right. Fair, For me, knowledge is a, New information will come and then you'll want to learn it. C correct and i can't you can't like you can't learn the nth on like you can't learn the infinite on everything you can't learn the infinite on anything like there is no way for you to be the undisputed heavyweight champion of knowledge to the point where you know ev the culmination of everything everyone else knows and then one thing like it's just not possible right um however the there is an immense amount of value in you knowing enough to know what your people know to some distance. Like it's 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 hard to describe, right? But but there's a ton there, there's a tremendous amount of value to being being able to sit in the room with a practitioner and let the practitioner nerd out and be able to pull everything out of that you need to be able to move left and right in the stack and up the stack. Right? I still have to be able to communicate status to my board. Right or my CEO, and oftentimes that means I got to sit in a room with an engineer and kind of talk through where the process is, and the number. See, there's of there's where we differ. I think. See, I I can sit in that room, but I look almost exclusively about application. Where you would sit in that room, understand application, but focus much more on implementation. Right. Tell me about the fifteen things one has to do to make this work. Whereas I'm almost focused exclusively on 
okay, well, what does it look like when you're done? And if I don't do it, what does it look like not working? (laughs) That's what I focus on almost exclusively only because I know that I, I know that there is no bottom of that well, there's no top of the mountain, and therefore it's an endeavor I'll never be able to achieve, especially since as a CIO and CTO, there are a thousand of those topics, not mm-hmm. three of those topics. And, and there's a thousand of them that aren't, that no one else on my team does anyhow, right? No, no one else on my team is really spending any time trying to understand the psychological impact of the isolationism imposed by 18 months of sustaining work from home. Right. Right. And, and I've spent, I don't know how many hours, more than a hundred hours going down the rabbit hole of psychological, sociological, anthropological, anthropological research to try to wrap my arms around it to the point where I gave a Ted talk the other day. Not, not, not actually, you know what I mean, right? Like, right. like that style sure. of, of talk. Um, but, but that's also, I mean, that's, that's also kind of how I'm built. I can't not understand a thing. So, right? so let me then. Well, what's the, what's the negative effect to that? Like, there's, there's always a other side of that coin. What do you defocus in order to focus on detail? Oh, I do focus on a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that I do. There's there like there's a there's a whole bunch of things that I just simply don't do. I just simply don't. But I'm is not it getting... topically defocused? So of the thousand things you're focused on, 10 of them, or is it defocused on application? Is it defocused on uh, impact? Is it defocused on I don't know, cost? I don't know. There's there's clearly a if I'm spending 80 hours on this content that I'm not spending 60 hours on something else. Uh, yes, it's um, it's all the things I put into the bucket that I call bullshit. I, see. I, I realize that's a vague statement, but <laughs> that's actually how my brain works. That's, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'll, I'll be in a conversation, someone will, and, and a lot of it is finance, budget. Okay, cool. Am I going to get more money? No. Can I change the way the budget is currently allocated? No. Cool. Then just tell me how much I have to work with. Like, why are we having the conversation? Why are we spending hours going over this? Right? How much money do you need next year? I need 40 to 70% more than I need this year. If you ask me in May, I need 70%. If you ask me in October, I need 40%. What month are you asking me? Okay, but you can't get that. So what can I get? We'll give you 12% more regardless of when we ask you then I need 12% more because I really need 40%. <laughs> Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> right. I think we just lost Paul. I'm no, still here. Yeah, yeah oh, we're yeah. here. There you go. Right. So I, th- I think listening to both of you, I have then an interesting question because it sounds that you guys are very close, but the degree of the detail it's a little bit deeper on your side, Howard, because I know when you sit down and when we talk, you're not sitting down to know what server or what cloud provider you're using to implement it. You wanna go a little bit deeper to understand versus Paul that is staying a little bit more business conversation for the leaders that are learning how to do that. 
which one is better or which neither. one should they start neither. with? Neither. Either? Neither. Okay. Neither. Neither. Because uh, uh, I know the difference. I worked for Paul. Right? <laughs> and, we all and did. I, we all did. But, but, but you also worked for me. So you know the difference. Yes. Right? right. Um, the, the difference is Paul walks into a room and trusts everyone belongs in the room. Okay. I walk in the room, trust everyone belongs in the room and want to make sure that they know they have my support. And Paul does it different than I do. Mm. Right. Paul just goes in and says, you have hundred percent of my support. Ask me for anything that you need. Right. I take it one level further and I go, let's break this down into small pieces. I want to make sure you, I want to make sure there are no roadblocks to you accomplishing your goal. So let's break down all the parts. Let's double click on all of it and get to the point where not only do I feel comfortable, because maybe we've worked together, maybe we haven't, whatever, right? But also that you feel comfortable that we can identify, oh, okay, it seems like this is a little squidgy. Maybe we haven't made this decision yet. Do we need to make this decision? Is it preventing the steps that we just went through from happening? Or will we go through those steps and come to that decision? You know what I mean? Like I, I walk through it and it's really, Paul and I have exactly the same goal. And the goal is to trust and support our people. I love working for Paul because at no point did I ever not feel supported. And I've worked for plenty mm -hmm. of people where you don't feel supported, where you don't feel trusted, right? I try to do that, but I do that with my nerd brain. And Paul does it in a different way. The goal is exactly the same. It is precisely the same. I have no interest in sitting at the keyboard configuring a storage array when I have people who can do that. That's their job. That's not my job, yeah. right? What I want to understand is, do you feel supported? And oftentimes I get to that. What I dislike is people who say, I've got it, I've got it handled because they don't realize what support actually means. What support means is you can tell me, I haven't got a clue. No, I don't know how to do that. No, I don't know where we're doing with that. No, I don't know what we're doing. And when I take that extra step, I find those and then I support them in it. And I show them one-on-one -on -one that level of support. So that's a very good one. And, and I wanna then, for both of you, how should a leader communicate that support for a new team member? Like right now we're seeing people going back to the office, new hires, they have moved to, through stuff. We have talked a lot, like you say, you have go deep. That support structure that we used to have, hey, I go to an office, I do something else. How should a leader, a tech leader, should communicate that to their team. See, I'm pretty explicit when somebody new comes on the team. Now, in fairness, I'm not explicit to the individual practitioners, depending on the size of the team, right? If you have 700 people, it's much more difficult. To do. But definitely your direct reports, maybe your second line. You have the conversation to say, here's my expectation as, here's my style as a leader and the expectation from me to you and from you to me. And that's pretty simple. I have a, 100% transparency and a full empowerment perspective. My assumption out of the gate is that you're empowered to make all decisions you need to make within your span of control. And I will tell you everything that I know so that you can do that. Coming back to me, I'd expect the exact same thing, that you're gonna be as transparent to me, good, bad, and different as, as I need to help you make decisions and that you've empowered back up to me the things that you think I need to make a decision, but you're going to come to me to make that decision. I'm incredibly explicit with anybody who starts to say, this is the style um, and let's hope it works well that way. But Howard, how do you do it? 
same way or do you do it differently? Um, no, no I, I do it. The, I do it the same way. There, there is one component to me that that I haven't said, and I don't know that that you have, Paul. And that is, I still have, I still love the keyboard. So yeah, there's a piece of why I do it and how I do it that comes from uh, I sat at that keyboard. I still understand that keyboard. I probably did the thing that that you're doing or something similar. And I can, in fact, provide help if and when it's needed. And I only bring that up because one of the last times, so, so I've worked for some very, very poor leaders in my, in my life. It's why the method that I use comes out. Because when I, I, I feel if I just tell them, you are trusted, you are enabled, some people get it. Don't have to spend a lot of time with them. Some people never get it. And by showing them, by sitting with them and kind of walking through it, they get a lot of confidence. It's also kind of a good way to get to know me and I don't really do small talk. So um, like these podcasts are are trying to confuse Carlos. They're not small talk. Small they have a specific target. Um, <laughs> but, 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 you know, there was an incident. We had a, we had a cyber issue needed to restore from backup. Um, the team was not able to, to do it successfully. The, the guy who was in charge of this, of IT for this acquired subsidiary was not he was he, he wasn't he was like the only the only tech person in the company um, and so he wasn't used to even having support and so taking the time to kind of walk through all of that step by step and build that with them build that step by step kind of tactical plan one was a great way to introduce myself showed a tremendous amount of support and then sitting side by side with them eventually i took over the keyboard on the weekend right when everybody else kind of went home and 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 all i did was provide a different perspective hey this is some old ass technology that should have been replaced. Guess what? I know old ass technology that should have been replaced. Let me take a swing at it. Um, hey, did you know there's this particular nuance that, that maybe you guys weren't considering? It's not obvious. This is how we deal with it. This is how we track for it. And oh, by the way, it just fixed the problem. Um, and, 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 and yes, I still have a, an intense love for geeking out at the keyboard, right? I still run my, I run my own Azure environment. I, I run my own Active Directory. I, I, you know, I've got Kubernetes running at home. Like all of those things, I still do. And, and I absolutely do not. So, and, and I, and I think I absolutely do not for two reasons. So, reason number one, it's been a long time since I've done hands-on keyboard. Howard and I are the same age. However, I stopped being hands-on keyboard far earlier than Howard. In fact, I've spent more time leading people, senior people like Howard, than leading practitioners. It's been a long time since I've led real practitioners, right? So I haven't had the real sense where I've had to be, you know, programming, right? Or, you know, configuring a server. I just haven't had the ability to do that. That's the first problem. The second one is what I think we each consider first team. My assumption, my first team are my peers. So my goal is me and my peers delivering on value for the company. So a good chunk of my time is to work with the CRO, with the head of marketing, with the head of business development. That's where my time and energy goes to, which isn't about hands-on keyboard, mostly because back to that 100% empowerment and full transparency, I rely on my team to deliver exactly the direction to which we've agreed to on a quarterly or annual basis. I don't need to be involved in the details because I'm leading teams of Howard to deliver on those details. I presume that if Howard requires my input, then Howard will call me. Right? I don't need to, to, to help them 
figure out how to row this boat because they already are masters of that debate. Yeah, I think um, I've also spent far more time building than running when I think about it. Right, and, and a big piece of building is setting expectations throughout the organization, right? Um, and so I think that's, I think that's, a, that, that's simply the way I do that, right? Um, right. I, I try, I'm not a, I don't, by def, like I don't just naturally understand people. So that's one of the ways I came up with to do it, right? Make myself seem like a peer more than a, more right. than a boss. I don't like build the yeah. ship before you sail the ship. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And build the ship as the team. That, yep. That's a good analogy because my perspective is I hire the captain. Right. I presume then the captain now hires their crew, hires whoever they need to do. Right. Uh, and then I work with the captain to determine what both the waypoints and the destinations. And then I walk yep. away. My, yep. I am now out on a boat. <laughs> Boats go. Yes. My perspective is I'm building captains far more often, right? Because far more often I'm brought into organizations specifically to do that. I'm brought into organizations that are in some sort of crisis to, to exit them from crisis. So I have to have a destination in mind. And then I also have to build the captains, build the, you know, I have, build I've got to build, build the team, build yeah. The, yeah. And, and I'm, I, I'm generally reticent to replace what is already there. A commitment has been made to those people. Right. So I don't generally get to come into organizations where they're like, we just wiped out the entire management stack. You get to rebuild the whole management stack. Right. If I'm lucky, I get to do, you know, I get to do one. And then, and then, yeah, they, they, it, it, almost all the time, I have the latitude to replace if I need to. Right. Right. But my desire generally is we've made a commitment to these people. We've set an expectation for these people. Let's reset the expectation, see if they can rise to it. Right. And I will also say sometimes I, sometimes I'm a little too committed to that might be a good way to put it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, it's, it is entirely reasonable for me to admit that, that maybe I failed to, um, to cut bait as early as I should. Mm. That is possible. So let me ask you something. Probably one for each one of you. What topic will be something that you say, eh, I don't want to go too deep versus what topic really drives like, no, I really need to understand this because that gonna help me accomplish something. So do you want a specific topic or a scenario? I think he's looking for a topic. Yeah. So topic. is there, is, is because there I know, I, I know that you when you guys, about? when you guys hear each other, then you you go so what topic let's say paul will will you say you know that one i i definitely like to go deeper versus eh, this one eh, i'm okay i don't need to know the same for you howard okay i'm ready i'm ready with my answer go for it so the topics to which um i find the least appealing to dive deep on is almost any technical topic any implementation topic so it's uh, what is uh, the scripting language for JavaScript? Uh, learn Python in 21 days. Uh, zero trust implementation architecture. None of that's appealing to me. You probably won't get me past Wikipedia. What is appealing to me 
is operation models, organization success, how to build an org chart, how to, how to grow from nothing to something, how to pioneer activities, how to create success from zero. That, that's what's intellectually appealing to me. Things that require resources outside of IT plus IT. That, that's what's intellectually appealing. So, so I have to say what's intellectually appealing to me is everything Paul just said. I spend a ton of time in it, truth, truthfully. Um, what's not appealing to me is anything I've determined to be bureaucratic. And there's a lot that I've determined to be bureaucratic. I use the finance example, right? I'm not interested. Um, and, and bureaucracy is really things I'm going to spend time with, but I can't make any progress at. Well, why do I, why am I going to invest time to try to understand them, to try to build knowledge in them if I can't make progress, right? I want to focus on the things where I can have the biggest impact. No, the absolute number one way to have the biggest impact is achieve better alignment with the OT side of the house, right? The people that are using technology to accomplish the mission of the business, absolutely unequivocally the best place to spend time. Right. Second best is is making sure that your team is all moving like a well-oiled machine. And sometimes that means taking out a part and rebuilding it, making it function properly and putting it back in. And sometimes you're, you know, sometimes my hands need to get need to get dirty. Right. Um, but yeah, that's where that's that is absolutely where I draw the line. Right. If if I'm not, if I if my if learning about it is not gonna allow me to feel better about it or improve my ability to make a change, then I have no interest in learning about it. So let's extend Carlos' question personally, but I think this is interesting now. What would have been a circumstance when, when we were working together that you would have wished I was more detailed? And then I'll tell you circumstances to which I would have wished you were less detailed. <laughs> well, this just feels like a pick on Howard moment. Um, wow. Um, actually, there, there isn't a spot where I wish you were more detailed, uh, and that's me being honest. Um, because I, because that that would mean I felt unsupported in some way, and that never actually happened. Um, I, I think I think if there was if like if you and I if if this particular Venn diagram had a little bit more overlap. In, right. in technology ways, I think some of our conversations could have been more interesting. Like when I start to nerd out on a particular technology and you're like, meh, like, I think that could have been more, well, it wouldn't have been more helpful. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like it wouldn't have made me better at my job. It just would have meant when we were sitting around at dinner in some foreign location, like that would have been more interesting, but we never starved for other topics of conversation. So like it never, I have, I have no regrets in that way. So yeah, so. Fair enough. Uh, my answer to that is uh, I probably had tons of regrets where I would have been more comfortable had I been more knowledgeable in the topic space. I would have been be able to participate a little bit more. However, as you generally know, I have 100% faith in you and others, and therefore would have presumed you were right at the end of the day. Um, I could easily be snowed because of that, right? 
Um, maybe not easily snowed, but I certainly could be snowed if, if in fact it was a very detailed conversation and it was it was a left or right con left or right decision making process. Where you would have been more effective to being less detailed, um, I'm not sure that was necessarily why you were there. Right? You weren't there to be less detailed. You were there to pioneer something that didn't exist already. And if you didn't have the detailed knowledge of enterprise architecture, nobody had that detailed knowledge of enterprise architecture. So I, it, it, it wasn't a wish because you needed, you filled the role that you needed to fill in order to build something from literally zero to 30 in a quarter. I, I could give that's, you all the, that's all the time you had. Yeah, but I could give you some examples. Uh, uh, where, where being my level of detailed uh, is problematic is I'm not fast. Like I'm, I am very, very fast to execute technology. Always have been. Right. Um, again, I'm, I, I just happen to be fast in front of a keyboard. But every click, you can't get back. I can't get the click back. You know what I mean? Right. If I click next, if I change a setting and I click apply, I can't get that click back. So right. Very quick. Um, and that somehow works for me. Where it doesn't is I'm not quick to create a presentation and I'm not quick to create a a, a, a a document, something that can be edited more than once. Like you and I have talked about that quite a bit and you've helped me, I think more than you maybe realize um, because I agonize over all of it because it can be fixed, it can be corrected and therefore perfection seems like it's possible when it's completely unreasonable. No, exactly. And we don't have time for perfection. We have time for 80%. Right, and 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 uh, you know, it's it's. I'm likely to get a tattoo that says, um, "Perfection's the opposite of prog the opposition to progress, or the enemy of progress." I mean, right? Um, because I I repeat that to myself all the time, because I I know that's that's a spot where it's difficult, right? I live I live and die in nuance, and it's hard to get nuance on a slide that anybody would want to look at. Right. Right. Um. So 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 yeah, that that would be a spot where. You know, I think you and I actually worked incredibly well because of it, because, because we set same, same hypothesis, same summation, same, you know, whatever we set on opposite sides of it. Yeah. Right. Um, a slide were, is a great example where you'd focus on thoroughness of content. I focus on generic purposely so that five people get five messages that are based on what's important to them. So the less information that's on this slide, the more valuable because then they get to interpret it however they want to interpret it. Yeah, one of the early conversations we had and yeah. we we're going through the VSIM. May or may not remember this. VSIM, yes. We're going through the VSIM and you started with the vision statement at the top and I asked a question about the second word. <laughs> or no, I said, I said, what are you trying to say? And you told me what you're trying to say. And I said, okay, cool. Well, that's not what this sentence says. That's exactly what I said. And then we rewrote the sentence. And, and, and then, is that closer? Yeah, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so that's closer. All right. So now, and then you're like, all right, we're going to move on to the S in vSIM. And I went, no, 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 no. We're not done with the V. Go back to the V. Because now we got to go, are we using the word that explains the thing that you're trying to do properly? Right? Um, and, and that's actually a really good, good example of where we worked really well together. It's annoying because you even made a statement, right? You're like, oh, now I understand. Um, pedantic is Greek for pain in the ass. 
right? Um, but, but, but by the time it was done, the statement said exactly what we meant it to say in the way we meant it to say with the language that inspired the thought we meant it to inspire. Right. Right. And that, that doesn't work without both sides of that equation. That doesn't work without someone being able to come from with a, a solid understanding and a vague point and then someone being able to drill down to the detail or the other way around, right? Like you have to have that push pull to truly be effective. We've talked about perspective in this podcast before. And, and that is exactly what we mean. That is exactly why perspective matters, right? Because one person can't deliver it all. You can't, you just can't. And not being personally offended by eye rolls. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah yeah that's the that's, i think like uh, you know I, I think in the in, in addition to all the other stuff that that we say i think one of the gems has to be don't take it personally right it's not personal if you go into every single discussion assuming everyone else is there to make it better right not worse then then you'll be in a far better place at the end of the day, regardless of your position in the organization, regardless of how much you feel you contributed to the room. If you always go into every room to make it better and you assume everyone else is always there to make it better, you will simply be in a far better place when you leave than when you came in. Right. And then, you know. Carlos, was that thorough enough? Yeah, that was, that was a really good chat. Um, I lost time, so that's a good one for the audience because that means that it was a great topic and as always the idea is that we continue to grow we learn from each other but it's extremely important you're there watching make sure that you click the subscribe you share it because we want to be able to help leave us your messages your comments send us a message if you are not subscribed make sure that you do because together we grow to be the leaders that we can be. We'll see you on our next episode.